Oh, Roz, you only have, what is this, 20 tabs open instead of 30? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. This Wait, you have to do OBS all... as well? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we're so fucking good at this. There may be a mm. more effective way of, of, of doing this, but we're not doing it because we're not smart enough. Also, Liam, I can hear myself on your fucking headphones. Oh, sorry. Sorry. How's that? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's better. Thank you. You're welcome. Hang on, Dude, my... Sorry, you said gain all the way up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, yeah. Feeling bad mm. for the Kansas City Chiefs. I was about to say, uh, a, a, a touchdown Tom did it again. Yeah, yes, he did. People, people told us to count him out. <laughs> I never counted him out. Don't ever I, count him out. I did not count out touchdown Tom, no. No, you can't do that. Alright, I'm good to go. Shall I, uh, shall I just start my recording? <clears throat> yeah, uh, please. Yeah, that, that's probably a good idea. Okay, my recording is now running. Oh. Um, you, know you want me to, to do, do a clap or something? No, it's fine. No. Justin, okay. Justin, right. Justin is able to like sync this stuff up without the clap, which makes the clapping superfluous to me. Yes, mm. uh, I just sync it up with the uh, audio track from OBS. It works pretty good until about forty-five minutes in, where Alice consistently desyncs by about two seconds. Cool. Huh. So I have to do the Alice check every thirty minutes or so. <laughs> to make Alice sure. check. Make sure that Alice is still in sync along with everyone else's recordings who are usually fine. Hell yes. <laughs> the Alice check and the vibe check. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so all I need to be watching is your Discord stream, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. And then you um, should know okay, what, what slides we're kind of vaguely on and we just is fucking it? talk over all right, it. Alright, sweet. Well. Yes. Um, that's our, it's a sneak peek for the listeners behind our podcast production process. It's really bad, oh. folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so welcome to Well, There's Your Problem. It's a podcast about engineering disasters, which has slides. You can look at the slides, the slides on YouTube. Slides. We post this MF the said slides. <laughs> the slides. It's a podcast with slides. You can look at those slides on YouTube, which is where we post this podcast, in addition to podcasting apps. So if you were confused about that, now hopefully you are not. The link's in the description. I don't know why this is so hard for people to figure out. Um, well, the people want us to do all sorts of janky shit. Like, they want us to, like, have chapters in the audio versions. No. We're not sorry. No. Like this thing goes I, up on it was YouTube. I almost killed I, I myself fucking doing the transcription. Which, it, and if you have a better option <laughs> for transcribing a, a four-hour episode of like my own voice, please tell me because I cannot do it. Give it to some people in the global south. That's mm. I think that's why most it's people always, do it. Those are hardworking people who we can always send our shit work to. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very good at typing, so I hear. Mm. Uh, the the uh, the 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 text in the uh, in the transcription just reads, "Help! I'm trapped in a podcasting factory." <laughs> <laughs> Haven't yeah. we inflicted enough on the global south without making them podcast for us too? Oh God! That's <laughs> <laughs> the British Empire just went around the world building podcasts. Nothing bad happened. They tried yeah, to search exactly, out the yeah. voice actors on The Simpsons a while back with voice actors from like Costa Rica or somewhere who could do the voices pretty well. And um, maybe we should just do that for podcasting. Just overdub <laughs> ourselves. Mm, <yeah. laughs> just uh, anyway. 
let's continue through introductions. I'm Justin Rosniak. I'm the person who's talking right now. My pronouns are he and him. Okay. Uh, Alice Caldwell Kelly, person talking now. Yes, pronoun she, her, Liam. Yay, Liam. Person talking now. <laughs> Pronouncing him. <laughs> and we have a guest. We do, we do. Oh, we do. I remember to guess this time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hello, Seamus. Hello, third Seamus. Yeah, that's me. It's me, Seamus. Milo, Seamus, um, Edwards. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um. Uh. And my pronouns are Seamus. Shay, um, Shay, so, and Mus. Hello. That's right. So this is interesting because today Alice did the notes, not me. Yeah, that's right. I look forward to finding mm. out all of the things that I got wrong, which the comments will gladly tell us. And so, I'm sure so, they'll do it in ways that are polite and not condescending, uh -huh, and not yeah. just, why don't you read yeah. a book? Why Why is this funny? Why are there jokes? Like, <laughs> we, we don't get those comments so much anymore, but there was one that was like, I have an idea for your podcast, get to the point. And I told that guy to watch a documentary if he hated it so bad. Mm. Uh, but like, mm. yeah, we've talked about this. A lot of these actual disasters took like five minutes, so we gotta make this dick is gonna jokes. be one of those, yeah. yeah. And we're we're gonna be yeah. talking about well, you I, see it on the screen here. You see a submarine, and submarines typically aren't supposed to look like this. It does look very um, phallic. Yeah, this is a submarine this is cabriolet. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. assume Wait this savings. was some kind of intake. Mm. Well, technically, well, yeah, it's a giant seawater intake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where you put giant... the blow-off valve? Yeah, th this is the screen door on the submarine Kursk. <laughs> That's what we're going to be talking about. And we're going to be talking about how uh, the Russian Navy inadvertently opened that screen door. But oh. first, before we do that, mm. we have to do a segment on this podcast that we like to call the Goddamn News. And I forgot how to fade that out, so I'm just going to cut it. Yeah, Run. so, cool. um, yeah, a glacier outburst flood just hit a dam in India and absolutely fucking obliterated it. Uh, in the middle of, you know, winter, early February, just normal thing for a glacier to be melting so much that uh, just all of the fucking meltwater overwhelms a dam, kills like 150 people, people minimum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if it didn't happen now, it was just going to happen in summer. I, I mean... God, you, are you taking a, like, rip the band-aid off kind of approach and be like, well, might, might as well get it over with. Well, soon starts early, baby. <laughs> People keep putting off their glacier flood, and at the end of the day, you've got to do it at some point. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Hope your flood insurance is up. My dad texted this link to me and was just like, bizarre disaster? Question mark, question mark? It's not really that bizarre. <laughs> bizarre. We've been, no, we've yes. just been pumping the melt glacier gases into the atmosphere for the last yes. however many decades. Should I not have been holding down the switch that says melt glaciers? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, I've, oh. I've had like um, an aaerosol can in each hand and like an old one just spraying them into the Screaming, air the whole time we've been recording. <laughs> I keep opening the doors to old fridges. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm always doing that. It's always a good time, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, it's it's early days yet. Also, this is relatively speaking in the middle of nowhere. So, like, there's only a handful of photos at the moment, which are all extremely low resolution. So, it's difficult to say much about it other than. <laughs> They're low enough resolution that they could be photos of Nate Bethay. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah, true. that's the hairline right there. No, um, yeah. yeah. So, I, I guess the only thing we can say about it is um, don't, don't do the thing, the climate change thing that you've been doing for the last however long that we've built our society around. Please stop. I gotta say, I have learned from researching this podcast that the lower resolution the photos are, the worse of a disaster it was. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Actually, go, go, hold up. Go back a slide. That's a pretty low resolution photo. Yes. All things considered. Mm. So this one might be bad. Mm, yes. All right. Oh, no. Oh, that's that's some excellent badening work there, Roz. That was true <laughs> art, bud. Yeah, I really like that. You hadn't noticed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, no, no one noticed that. I, I was just gonna like, did they did they not notice? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got? Yeah. In other news. <laughs> Fucking another. Elon Musk. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Musk has crashed another rocket. Because mm-hmm. um, this is progress. I, I, Richard Hammond of space travel, Elon Musk. <laughs> well, Richard Hammond at least has the decency to get injured. Yeah, endangers himself <laughs> yeah. as opposed yeah. to others. <laughs> what was he trying to do this time? Is he trying to like do the thing where you land the rocket intact to refuel it? As far as I can tell, it was just a box standard test flight, and if it didn't crash, that was a bonus, but they were uh. kind of expecting it to crash. I mean, okay. they were only going to use this one once anyway. They had another one across the street. They were going to, you know, send up in a, a couple of weeks. It's cool that you can just kind of it'd be like, yeah, we expect this to blow mm. up. We're just it's fucking around here. Kind of the cost of doing business with testing rockets. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, rocketry. Yeah, you just don't. You don't do this. Don't do this with a commercial payload. Um, no. mm. Then you lose the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do this with the first teacher in space, for instance. Yeah, like, no, absolutely that. not. If you're launching pedophiles into space, make sure you've tested. The <laughs> no, this is the one that you first. want the pedophiles on because you would just like it, it would be yeah. an extremely baroque form of death penalty, I guess. <laughs> I was right up there with the North Korean anti-aircraft guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All, all the bright side, you get oh, to experience God. the weightlessness for about ten seconds before you're turned into spaghetti sauce. Yeah, you get a yes. beautiful yeah. sense of cosmic <laughs> wonder, and then you get turned into fucking marinara. Cool. It's actually something they don't know, which is that the most delicious marinara sauce does contain a small amount of pedophile. <laughs> and most people don't put it in because it's hard to get. But if you go to a real Italian restaurant. <laughs> That's why they don't have prop. They don't have problems with pedophilia in Italy proper, except because yeah, that very- all goes into the sauce industry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're all chefs. <laughs> all the all the pedophiles in in Italy have to take refuge in a small enclave. Uh, I'm talking about the Vatican City. It's yes, a, it's yes. <laughs> I appreciate that you were just like subtle joke, and then yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm going to explain that. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. with it. Well, people might think I'm talking about San Marino. Oh, those fuckers <laughs> over at San Marino. 
We were doing a bit about the uh, the bit in JFK where he's pointing out all the different intelligence agencies around that one square in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were like in the Vatican City and they're like, now there's the Vatican and then behind you, you see the St. Peter's Basilica. Gentlemen, we are in the center of the global pedophilia community. <laughs> <laughs> ah, first Pope from Texas. <laughs> that's right Again, that's what I love about choir boys <laughs> oh my god <laughs> anyway now that I'm horrified yeah that, yeah that now that I'm horrified the news the goddamn news is over we're going to to the actual thing the um, actual fucking thing this thing. weird forbidden steampunk apple bullshit so uh. Ever it looks like a steampunk James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, it does yeah, look like a grenade. Back in the day when you could like be an inventor and you had to wear like a three-piece suit to go do whatever silly bullshit you were doing. I was about <laughs> to say. This is so, all dressed to drown. Yeah. <laughs> Since time immemorial, man has dreamed of being slightly under the water just to like do stuff. And I mean, we, we were pretty good at that because, like, diving bells were a known technology, right? They had fucking diving bells in ancient Greece. You sink a thing in the water, some of the air gets trapped. You stay in there. It's fine. Yes. If you, the difficult part is like, what if you wanted to take that diving bell and fucking move around and do shit and make a kind of, I don't know, submarine vessel thing? And the main mm. problems, as it turns out, with that are how to move it around, right? Like, you can kind of control the buoyancy a little bit, but like, how do you propel this? And the answer originally is you have a guy in a three piece suit pedal, yeah. as seen here. Yes. Because you want people breathing really heavily when they're underwater. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was about to say, you want this thing to slowly fill up with sweat. <laughs> I will point out he has two of these little cranks. One of those is a hand drill, the one that goes upwards. And the point of this is you like pedal your way up to a ship and you drill just through drill. the hole just from underneath. <laughs> oh god. I mean I I'm thinking of the the Japanese the suicide torpedoes at the end of the war. Yeah, and just yeah, yeah. like realizing that some dickhead in the three piece suit had beaten them to it by like a hundred years. <laughs> I was just thinking, Wait, I'm hang just on, there was suicide small. torpedoes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they just fucking drive a torpedo full of explosives into a ship, like a man's torpedo. Yeah, I'm looking at that oh, tiny okay. drill, mm. and I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna go drill a hole in the bottom of the ship. Yep. And just hope they haven't thought to install build pumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really gonna hope nobody plugs that hole with anything, otherwise this whole thing was fucking useless. Just the yeah, guy, like, I sticking sure his hand no in the buckets car, like, on that boat. Trying to, like, lay limpet mines. <laughs> like, just trying to stick them to the bottom like a barnacle. Just, just like your range of motion is totally gone. You're just like, okay, two mines. Uh, that should that should blow it up. I'm going home, like pedaling furiously. Now, now I'm gonna fucking cycle this apple back across <laughs> the fucking water. But next slide, please. We get to this silly bullshit. Oh, this, this is the Confederate is, one, right? This is the Confederate one. This is the oh, first oh submarine oh. to sink a ship. I have seen a replica of this. It killed its whole crew twice. Oh. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> they, fi- yeah, they, they killed the whole died, crew. Right? Yeah, they, they killed the whole crew. They fished it out, put another crew, and it killed them too. This is called the HL why? Hunley. Uh, uh, and why do the guys weird. in there look like they're jacking each other off? Yeah, it really does. And, and I mean, they, that's kind of yeah, yeah. But that's kind yeah, of the answer the to shaft. your question, right? <laughs> is that like the reason why they did this and why it didn't work is because the Confederacy was one extended jack off project, and so they did a lot of this weird bullshit that didn't work which is kind of why they lost the war. But they managed to sink a US ship. They managed to sink the USS Miskatonic. They fucking cranked this thing across a bay. And then if you see on the 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 like the the bottom illustration there, there's this weird pole thing. That's a torpedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. a torpedo. What it is, is that thing that's flying off of it is filled with explosives, and they would literally just put the tube up against a hull and physically, like, ram it through, and it, th- hopefully it would blow up the ship and not sink the submarine. But, you know, it did sink the submarine. Uh, well, I mean, at least it didn't, you know, the, the other potential failure mode for a submarine is it surfaces so they avoided that one <laughs> that is true that is true they what hmm. they did was they they did kind of invent suicide bombing but um <laughs> yeah aside from that i think i so isis owes a lot to the confederacy in a way oh in many ways yeah but like of obviously we can kind of see the limiting factor here and that is that like it requires what eight dudes cranking hog in order to move the thing <laughs> yes now I'm just imagining a bunch of guys on a submerged Toyota Hilux. <laughs> a guy in scuba gear yeah, on the They're all wearing cow. fucking snorkels, yeah. <laughs> really long snorkels. You know what the snorkels are for. <laughs> Underwater ISIS, a strange but very strong bit. Oh, anyway, absolutely. next slide, please. I will say, I believe Lions Led by Donkeys did a whole bit on the uh, H.L. Hunley, and you should go listen to it. Mm. Mermaids and burkas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things get marginally less stupid once we invent the steam engine. This is a steam-powered submarine. Oh, oh boy. Oh no. Okay. I can see some problems with that. Yeah. This is British, by the way. So it's just full of guys in there talking about how many genders there are and inhaling a bunch of like coal. Smoke fumes. Say the word nonsense. Yeah, which they can't smell over the laudanum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for for obvious reasons, this this doesn't work, right? But basically, what you've got is a very low lying boat because uh, it has to... to have a big steam funnel coming out onto the surface. Yeah, so you just submerge mm. this whole thing, but there's still a smokestack above the water, right? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. And you kind of and you kind of hope that the Germans or whoever are like, oh, I, I, that's just clouds, probably totally normal to have mm. a bunch of smoke and steam. Just I say that whale's smoking a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I mean, we we get slightly better at this, right? And what we do is we combine a diesel engine and batteries, and that works pretty well. Like that works through two world wars. But there's a big problem, which is the batteries run out. When the batteries run out, you have to run the diesel engine to recharge them, and you can't do that underwater for the aforementioned breathing diesel exhaust reasons. So, hmm. for most of the time that you're in the submarine, you just have to fucking sit on the surface, charging this bullshit, running a diesel engine, which is very dangerous, right? Right. 
how do we, how do we mm. solve this, right? Like, what's what's a good uninterruptible source of electric power? Boiling centrist piss. Absolutely, mm. that's yeah, why that's the HMS it. Corbin is gonna <laughs> power project <laughs> Cap- captioned by Owen Jones, and it's gonna <laughs> an absolutely furious David Badil peddling. Wow! <laughs> Are we going to split the atom? We're going to split the atom. Yes, we're gonna fucking do some mad science, and we're gonna cheap to meter. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna fucking bang rocks off of each other at a really small scale. And what we end up with is this thing, the USS Nautilus, right? And you can see a top and bottom comparison. The top one is there was a USS Nautilus in World War II, that one was diesel, and then there's one on the bottom which is the submarine of the future! Which you can go see in Connecticut now. I, I do like that for the, the bottom one, they just decided, fuck hydrodynamics or whatever, we'll just have a square front mm-hmm. to it. It probably okay, like, it looks like, it looks like a Kenworth front. truck, I like it. <laughs> get that, get that w, uh, w, uh, I forget if it's the 900 or the 500, or that's the, uh, the squared off one. <laughs> the fucking first, the fucking Optimus Prime looking truck, yeah. Yes, exactly. But I mean, that, that's the kind of shit that you can do when you have functionally unlimited power, right? You have a nuclear reactor on the ship, and I mean, you can just stay underwater as deep as you want, as long as you want. You can fucking pull oxygen out of seawater. And the only limiting factor then is just, like, people need to eat. So, like, this mm. is basically unchanged now. Nuclear submarines will leave uh, fucking Coalport and Glasgow just absolutely physically stuffed full of food. And then it gets miserable later on because all the fresh food runs out and they have to eat, like, frozen pizzas or whatever. Why don't they go fishing? That's a good question, There's like actually. fish everywhere, why not just eat the just fish? Just surfacing yeah. somewhere in the Pacific, getting <laughs> each guy a pole, being like, alright, catch your own. Right. <laughs> I think for, for, for ethics reasons, they kind of prevent you from torpedoing a whale. But... Mm. <laughs> Outside of the Japanese Navy, anyway. We're exploding this whale for research. <laughs> yeah, to see what happens when we blow up a whale with it. a torpedo. Yeah. Yeah. We want to we see how exploded whale flesh tastes. <laughs> anyway, it's suddenly... we might need a bigger sample size. Go get that one too. <laughs> I wouldn't really fancy whales somehow. Mm. It's suddenly very useful to have uh, a nuclear powered submarine that you can just do all this stuff with because, next slide please. Communism. Yes. Well, not just communism, but the ah. co- the fucking Cold War is happening, dude. And yes. now you have yeah. the, uh, the these two superpowers, the yeah, who want to do all of this spy stuff. They want to be able to like tap into undersea communications cables. They want to be able to like land special forces, and they want to be able to launch nuclear missiles at each other. And you can do that from a submarine. You can just fucking like this is real thread stuff, right? Like. You can kind of maybe blow up a nuclear missile in a silo on land before yes. they can launch it, but like you really can't do shit about a submarine. And so you know you can just wait off of the the shoreline of Florida or fucking the Kola Peninsula or whatever, and just obliterate an entire country. It rules. Yeah, because you have no you have no idea where the submarine is at any time. Mm-hmm. Um. The only place you could be sure of there were no submarine-based nuclear missiles was on land. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, we've, we managed to, yeah, we managed to rule out two thirds of the Earth's surface. No, but they also managed to, um, to, to fool them on that one, too, because both the Soviets and the Americans deployed or attempted to b- deploy uh, railroad based ICBM launchers. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> as, as, as shown in the fucking documentary Goldeneye. That'll be another episode. Oh yeah, that was a sick train, though. Mm. Oh, that was a cool train. Uh-huh. I love the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I, it just reminded me of a time when I was like, it was three a.m. I was high, and the only thing that was on was the History Channel. And what was on the History Channel was a show called Hitler's Secret Train. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I yeah. this, <laughs> and I watched <laughs> this. Thing. Well, Alice. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was just absolutely out of my mind, and I just watched this thing. I was like, "Yeah, man, that's crazy." <laughs> just real super film shit. Just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have a train, and it's gonna be like an armored train. I'm just gonna ride it around Europe doing Nazi shit on that." It's it's really funny that of all the things that Hitler did and had, that the thing he would keep secret would be the train. <laughs> like not like the yeah. Holocaust. <laughs> he's like, "Yo, I'm kind of ashamed of this train, though." <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm a nerd. <laughs> you know how Hitler had like a really long office with like a desk on the pedestal? Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So everyone else would feel smaller or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to walk up a long ways. I wonder if he also did that on the train. Like there were multiple cars on the train that were just the walk up to his desk in like the caboose. Yeah, yeah. that was actually the inspiration for the movie Snowpiercer. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Also, why is this guy holding a shoe? That's that's the, fucking because uh, it's Khrushchev. Yeah, it's Khrushchev, <laughs> oh, and like yeah. he he was in the UN. I forget why something the US had done. He took off his shoe and started beating the desk with it. The dude rules. Yes, <laughs> dudes rock. <laughs> All right, next slide, please. Oh yes, Khrushchev, Hispanic mother. Yes. <laughs> it's just like your abuela. Yeah. So now, now we're going to uh, your graphics card software or the box that your graphics card right. came in. Oh no, mine was a very tasteful. It's black and green. I'm looking at it right now. Ooh. It even says it has subtle lighting. Ah. Uh, hey, oh, I've never RGB seen RGB. Again. I've never seen RGB lighting that's subtle. Anyway. I gotta tell you, mine is like flashing rainbow colors right now. <laughs> Thank you, Patreons. This is where it goes. <laughs> so this is a very shiny example of a torpedo room. You can see a torpedo. It's the thing in the middle, just to the right of the walkway with a green band on it. You can John Madden that. Ah. Yes, and a torpedo yeah. has evolved a bit from the days when a bunch of confederates cranking hog had to like physically <laughs> shove it. Right now, what it is, is it's a kind of like undersea rocket. You put it in a tube that goes out to the sea, you close the submarine side door, you open the seaside door, you fire the thing, and a bunch of like burning propellant shoots this thing out until it hits mm. something, like whale. a whale. Yes. Yeah, it's like a whale. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you For research purposes only. For research yeah. purposes only. It's, it's a research torpedo. Hmm, we found out that because the whale flesh is burned, we can't make sushi with it. However, <laughs> All right. we are happy to announce we will be using a non-nuclear torpedo on a juvenile whale ten miles south in five minutes. Uh, we have tactically ascertained a potentially Soviet-affiliated uh, whale-like mammal uh, in the vicinity perpendicular to the submarine. 
<laughs> it's like blowing up some coral reef because some whale gave you the slip. You're just like, well, the torpedoes are loaded. I'm going to get dinner one way or the other. Bogey engaged, yeah. firing torpedo one. <laughs> oh, my God. Sir, May we I- just blow up Wahoo. <laughs> May I have yeah. the next slide, please? <laughs> I didn't know you put the fucking flat fuck. I put flat fuck yeah, right that is down. A thick boy. That is a <laughs> thick a really fucking thick boy. boy. Yeah, yes. this is this is the yes, slide. Is the correct aspect ratio? This yes, is the best it is. I've ever read. It's a genuinely this is the fucking shape that it is. So we now we we mm. we stand and we salute the, the the technical achievements of the Union of Soviet Socialist <laughs> Republics. <laughs> <laughs> the gangway says Smolensk, but that can't be the name of the port because Smolensk is an extremely landlocked yeah, town no. on the like Belarusian border. Uh, this, that's the name of the submarine. Yeah, it's, it's like one of those right. old timey steamboats that could go on surprisingly. Yeah, shallow a bunch water. of a bunch of Soviets just <laughs> fits corraldoing this, just physically carrying the submarine <laughs> to Smolensk, yeah. dragging it with one well, the- tow rope between them. <laughs> the Russians, the Russians do have a river navy. Mm. Um, who I once saw someone do a stand-up bit about this, where they were like, "Do you think the guys in the River Navy get bullied by the guys in the regular Navy?" <laughs> who were like, "Oh, where have you, where have you been sailing? In a straight line? What do you go home for lunch, you little bitch?" <laughs> Mark Twain did a uh, short story about a a, a a terrible storm on the Erie Canal, where finally, the, after being pummeled by the waves. The canal boat uh, man is forced to step off the boat and onto land. (laughs) 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 All right, so this beautiful wide boy, the Smolensk, the Americans Mm. call this an Oscar II class because they tactically ascertained that they were going to name these in an alphabetical style order. So there was an Alpha and then a Bravo and a Charlie, and they got to Oscar. The Soviets called this Mm. Project Antaeus, which is Absolutely super villain shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's Russian for project dad ass, though. <laughs> yeah, it's very thick, is what I like about mm-hmm. it. And they, they, they built yeah. these starting in 1982. This is like down near the apex of Soviet submarine technology. And because that was one of the, like, along with the space program, one of the like prestige things of the Soviet Union, this is like one of the only pieces of Soviet technology that worked, right? Like, you get an, I don't know, a, a, say you get a digital watch that was made in the Soviet Union in 1982, and it doesn't keep time, right? Mm-hmm. You get a car that was built in the Soviet Union in 1982, and you close the door and all of the panels fall off, right? But like, that because the state was heavily invested in this being a thing that worked, it actually kind of did. Is, is this in the commuter trains? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Although, although Trabants are kind of cool. I kind of like Trabants. Yeah. Trabants are East German, though. Oh, that's true. I was just thinking... Yeah, yeah, good enough. Are there, any, are there any good, like, Soviet cars? Like, no. I, I, I genuinely yeah, want to know. Yeah, like, yeah, I genuinely want to know. Are, are there any, like, consumer level products Lottas. made in the Soviet Lottas Union that are neat? Lottas that are neat. cool, that are work? Or is it just this stuff? Neither. Mm. The Lada Neva is like a decent off road 4x4. Yeah. And I mean, you can buy like a, a UAZ 
like the commercial version oh, of one of those yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the Waz is fucking intense. Mm. So maybe so that's that was the, the thing. only Jeep I think ever manufactured where they had a model which you had like a hatch in the floor for ice fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Should have done that with the fucking submarine. The Volga yeah. Cyber, which looks like they just—I'm pretty sure they just stole Chrysler's blueprint for the Stratus sedan. Or <laughs> oh, just like, no, it's ours those now. Suck. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you know why suck. that is? Why is it's that? because Lada got Lada got bought by Renault, so oh, Renault no. started making all oh. kinds of like fucked up like Renault adjacent models, but under the Lada brand. And they're bad as hell. You know, I'm just looking oh, oh, oh. at, the, oui, oui, at this photo. <laughs> what, like, why why do you have all of these tiles right, and then you, you just have like two old car floor mats on the front? It genuinely <laughs> looks like the passenger footwell. <laughs> I, I you know why yeah. they couldn't have oh, yeah. an ice fishing hatch on the bottom of the submarine? No ice. Oh no, because then it would be a diving bell, not a submarine. <laughs> there's there's a website yeah. just called SovietCar.com. Yeah, and they'll sell me a lot of twenty one oh one from seventy eight for ten thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars. And Patreons, Bargain. I'm begging you. I have I have only one thing. I have only one thing to say, and it's <laughs> my friend. Would you like to die in a car accident? <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, next slide. Next slide. Give me the next slide. We got another angle. Pulverized into your constituent a uh, atoms by a uh, Chevy Suburban. <laughs> we got another angle just so you can see how fucking wide this thing is. And the reason why it's so wide, which is like you open up this lid and you get a bunch of like trash can looking things. All of those are, are cruise missile launchers, right? Like the point, ah. the point of these submarines, this whole class of submarines, they weren't meant to launch like nuclear missiles. What they were meant to do was like fight. Uh, American carrier groups. Like one of these, like comes up to an American carrier group and fires a shitload of torpedoes and a shitload of cruise missiles, which are in these giant racks on the side. Like it's it's a stupidly well armed fighting submarine. Um, mm. And they they built I think eleven of these. They're all named for for Soviet cities. So there was Smolensk, there was Kursk, a bunch of others. Uh, they're all still in service, apart from Kursk. What happened and, to uh, Kursk, oh, Alice? <laughs> well, yeah, let's not <laughs> let's not spoil it. I don't know how this ends. <laughs> so, uh, so as I was saying, right, these are some of the like prestige projects of the Soviet Union. They're meant to work. We know that some of them are still working today. So, what went wrong? Next slide, please. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh no. Oh, the Gorbachev pizza hat. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'd explain this I'd explain this to my girlfriend uh like two days ago. That <laughs> yes, uh Gorbachev was in fact it, didn't he also do Louis Vuitton? Oh he might have done, yeah. I mean I thought, Yeah he did, I, but that was recently. Right. I thought for a second this child had a beer. Probably does. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, and it's also it's Russia, so yeah, probably. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that could be Coke, or it could actually be a glass of Kwas, which is one of the oh, most cursed drinks. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, a bread-based soda—you can really taste the bread. <laughs> <laughs> Goes perfectly with your Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
So my question, my question before I go to the next slide, before I spoil stuff, my question to the assembled brains trust here is, what do we think the effect of the Soviet Union sliding into revisionism <laughs> and then capitalism was on the Red Fleet? What Pepsi do we think Navy. happened to the Navy? It obviously got better because capitalism breeds innovation. That's right. Pepsi and we Navy. have, on the next slide, a photo of some innovation. Hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, man, this is like yeah. that Penn Central video where they beg the government for a bailout. <laughs> <laughs> on, like, this is Murmansk, right, which is a northern yeah. port on the Kola Peninsula, and, like, in, yeah. in, in Murmansk... Fucking sucks. Yeah, it, it fucking sucks, and one of the <laughs> reasons why it fucking sucks is because until, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago, right, pretty much all of the Soviet submarines that the Russian, the new Russian government couldn't afford to keep running, they just left them there. Like, with the nuclear reactors in and running, so you, like, they didn't even use them huh. as a power station, which would have been dope, they just kind of left them to rot? It's and like to say, what do they, do they, like, keep the propeller running and then have a rope tying it to the dock? The guy just comes by to, like, scrape the ice off of it. No, no, no. So, like, the, the uh, like, catastrophic <laughs> downsizing because, like, apart from the Soviet, apart from the new Russian government having no money for anything and everybody getting onto crocodile, is there's also like no mm. reason for this stuff to exist. Like, every as far as everyone's concerned, it's the end of history, right? The Cold War's over. You don't need a bunch of ballistic missile submarines because you know what are you going to nuke? You have Pepsi and in Pizza Hut and stuff. You're going to use That's it to right. get in range so they can hack the election for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and turn all the frogs gay. But I guess they didn't and know Liam, that at right. the time. Liam, Liam yeah, Donald Trump was just a horny guy back then. That's true. God, he really was. Anyway, Liam kind of spoiled this slide for me, but uh, the Soviet, the Russian this Federation. Lions led by donkeys episode. That's how I tell yeah. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Russian Federation sold twenty warships in one business deal. President mm -hmm. deals deals in my art form. They sold twenty Beautiful. of these. What What do you think they got in return? Next slide, please. A beautiful Trump steak. Delicious. <laughs> Something dangerously close. <laughs> yeah, they got what they got was Pepsi. Pepsi bought the rights to distribute in the Soviet Union for twenty Soviet warships, and until they could like find a way to scrap them or sell them on, Pepsi was the sixth largest navy in the world. Well, actually, the distribution agreement had started slightly earlier. Uh, actually, because. Pepsi had previously been distributing Pepsi in the Soviet Union in exchange for the right to distribute um, Stolichnaya vodka in the United States. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And then after the Soviet-Afghan war, there was like this uh, American boycott of Soviet products. Um, so they weren't selling as much Stoli as they could, and they wanted to cut off their end of the deal, but the Soviets really liked Pepsi. <laughs> so they, they said, well, why don't you take all these warships and scrap them? Because the ruble is worthless. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, would, would you like a guided <laughs> missile cruiser? <laughs> and someone at Pepsi had to be like, yeah, okay, yeah, fuck it, hand me the keys. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> just sending the intern over to pick up the submarine. Like, uh, don't worry, you'll figure it out. Just drive it. Don't stall it. Yeah. <laughs> Back out of the clutch now. Uh, yeah. Be careful of the uh, carbon monoxide levels. You'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs>
May I have the next slide, please? Because we're going to jump ahead a bit. We're going to jump ahead 10 years, in fact. Oh, who's this guy? I mean, I'm sure he won't be important later. He looks very sickly here. I understand he controls all of American politics somehow. Right? That's right. That's Vladimir Putin with a uh, Kim Il Sung. <laughs> How do you look sickly in a photo where you are standing next to Boris Yeltsin? Well, Yeltsin <laughs> just always sort of looks like he's been pickled already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeltsin there impersonating a waxwork of himself, <laughs> staring just blankly ahead. Man, Yeltsin was such a fucking king. Miss that guy. Putin looks like Putin looks like he's maybe just been drinking a little bit. I'm not sure. Yeah, I could a say that. Bit. Mm. Um, I presume we all know the story about Yeltsin getting fished out of the river by a homeless guy <laughs> <laughs> while he I, I, was I president. Actually, I actually don't know that one. <laughs> so basically, uh, Yeltsin had a dacha in uh, Uspenskaya, which is like, I don't know, like 30 kilometers from Moscow, saying it's a pretty bougie neighborhood. And uh, this is like in the 90s, like he's president of Russia. He's like balls drunk one day, as he was most days. And it's just like wandering around Uspenskaya, just like being Yeltsin. And uh, he like goes, he like walks over this bridge over the river Moskva. And uh, he just like gets a bit close to the railing or whatever. And being just like absolutely balls drunk, just falls over the railing into the river. Now, this is quite near the source of the river, so it's not exactly like a raging torrent. So he falls in there. There's some homeless guy who like lives under the bridge who <laughs> fucking drags Yeltsin out of the river, thinking like, oh, this is probably one of the other local homeless guys gotten too drunk for the river, and he's just like, that's fucking Boris Yeltsin. <laughs> local homeless man becomes hero of the Russian Federation in uh, one right. weird trade. Yeah. <laughs> My my other Yeltsin story, because I didn't know that one, but the story I do know is that he, on his state visit to the U.S., um, the Secret Service found him on the lawn of Blair House at three in the morning in his underwear trying to order a pizza. <laughs> this, this is why we're the greatest country on the earth because we would make it inside to underwear order a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like 20 years later, they would like make that guy the president. That's right. <laughs> so we jump ahead a bit to 2000. Yeltsin is out. This new guy, Putin, is in. Nobody thinks he's going to last that long. It's probably fine. And hmm. the Russian. And he didn't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the Russian Navy is holding its first exercise, like ever. Like they haven't had the money in 10 years of Russia being a country to ever do this. But now they're finally like, okay, you know. We've gotten over the worst of the sort of the mob years and stuff. Maybe now we can take the boats out and we can do a bit of navy mm. stuff. Everyone gets excited. They get to go boating. It's, it's going to be a mm -hmm. nice time. Yeah, we're going to go yeah, out on the boats. We're going to drive the boats around. It's going to be good. Everyone's call happy. It, yeah, they call it uh, exercise summer X or summer ten. I couldn't tell which. Um, and this this submarine, the Kursk, is going to practice doing what it's supposed to do, which is to sink an American carrier. And the American carrier is being played by a Russian warship, and what they're going to do is they're going to go underwater and they're going to fire a dummy torpedo at this, at this Russian warship, and everybody's going to have a nice time. Next slide, please. Right, yes, we're all going to have a nice day out boating. That's right, we're going to have a nice excursion. Is that a beautiful boat diving? 
<laughs> Went almost as poorly. Voters in Russia. Oh God, the the, <laughs> the fucking Trump boat rally, but in Russia, yeah. <laughs> a submarine. It's like a boat, but under the water. Actually, not a lot of people. They don't know that. But uh, you can, the submarine. It can go on top of the water. It can go under the water also. You know the we, Germans. The Germans call them under sea boats. <laughs> you know what that means, folks. It's underwater boat. Yeah, people didn't know that on you. Did you know this? Did you know this? Did you hear about this? I didn't. No one, no one told me. You won't, you won't hear that in the media. They're not. They're not interested in reporting facts, real facts like that about the boats under the sea. <laughs> so you may notice that this is a slightly older-looking submarine. This is a another mm. British one. This is HMS Sidon. Uh, and mm. th this got blown the fuck up in 1955 by one of its own torpedoes. And the reason, huh. the reason why it got blown the fuck up by one of its own torpedoes is because, okay, you need a propellant to make the torpedo go, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, you need a guy on a, on yeah, a pedal. You need a guy pedaling in. And yes. different kinds of propellants, they're all nasty, right? There's no nice rocket fuel, but uh, the, the, a really bad one to use is high test peroxide, HTP. Um, they stopped using this in the West after one of these fucking blew up and took out this submarine. And now they only use it for frosted tips. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. What high test peroxide does is it frosts your tips and it oxidizes stuff. That's that's what it does. Once it's yeah. oxidizing, it doesn't stop oxidizing. It creates steam. It creates oxygen uh, at a very fast mm. rate, and then ideally, very much the you... Pringles of oxidizing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and ideally, you 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 fart this out of the back of the torpedo, and the thing goes forward. Well, that's fine. Unless, say, you have like a bad weld and the high-test peroxide leaks out of the torpedo, lands on literally anything, and generates a combination of oxygen and steam in a highly energetic process called it blows the fuck up. Oh boy. Yes. It sinks the submarine. Why uh, do we think the Russians are using, in 2000, this propellant that was proven to be absurdly dangerous in 1955? Because I know a very good man, he has entire shed full of high-test peroxide. His father make this in the bathtub in the 1950s. I see no reason not to buy this. He is husband of my cousin. Are you suggesting that the Russian government in 2000 might have been slightly corrupt? Look, I would go... I would go so far as to say I wouldn't suggest that the Russian government was corrupt in 2000. <laughs> yeah, so that was when they, they, they had rooted everything out. The United Russia Party is so popular mm. because they have no corruption. That's, that's what right. it's 92% of the that's vote right. or whatever every year, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's why they have the same logo as the Fox's Glacier Mint. <laughs> oh shit, they literally did. It was just a happy bear. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, high test peroxide rules because like it's slightly cheaper. Like again, th there's your sort of Chernobyl vibes. It's like, why do we do this insanely dangerous thing? It's slightly cheaper. Um, <laughs> because to make it safe is gay. Yeah, yes, because <laughs> because we are not women and we like to die. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The void calls to them. Yeah. <laughs> One of the reasons why it's cheaper is because hydrogen peroxide, or excuse me, high test peroxide. High test peroxide is just highly concentrated hydrogen peroxide, H2O2. 
right? Um, it's cheaper because it's a monopropellant, right? Which means you only need to w- store one kind of fuel on board the torpedo as opposed to maybe a more modern um, propellant where you might need some kind of fuel and then an oxidizer, which might be a separate tank of liquid oxygen. As the H2O2 burns, it creates its own oxygen, um, which means, of course, it's also very good if, let's say, you're underwater, right? Um, which is one of those mm. places where torpedoes need to operate most of the time. Uh, so, mm. you know, it's a lot simpler to build something with this high-test high peroxide engine than pretty much anything else. Um, now, you do have some issues with it if anything goes wrong, but hopefully you don't have any water in your submarine, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why do I use highly dangerous chemicals on board my submarine? The same reason why I bungee jump from top of my apartment block <laughs> using only rubber bands. <laughs> because I am man. <laughs> <laughs> what is life without risk? He asks as he plunges 45 feet to his death. <laughs> Russian guy Socratic and Lenkasing you as he like drives, drives a larder where it's like two fronts of a larder welded together back to back drunk off of a cliff it's just like but do I do this because the god tells me to or does the god tell me to because it is right <laughs> all right all right let's go forward a slide and let's see some russian guys do exactly that all of these guys are doing a socratic alenkus right now that's why they've got their hands out like this This th- this is this is a Tolstushka. It's it's a fat a, a girl. Little fatty. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought for a second I thought for a second it was named after Tolstoy, but you know, okay, that also works. Shorty got the fatty. Shorty got the fatty. Lev Tolstoy literally means Lev Fat. Oh, oh yes. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh man. The fat was good back then. That is true. That was. So yeah. the, this 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 is actually quite thin, though. Ah, thin. I know. I'm not sure why like they called penis. it. I'm not sure why they called it Tolstushka. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe it was just like because it's very heavy. Like it's a large <laughs> torpedo, but mm. like it's not other, a wide one. It's because no. the other ones are much thinner. They were like pencils, you know, <laughs> which the Russians <laughs> used instead of ballpoint pens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's right. So. In in Kursk's forward torpedo room, right at the front of the submarine, the guys, the boys, the bratva, the lads, the lads, yeah, are loading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're loading the dummy torpedo. And when we say dummy torpedo, what we mean is it's it's like a regular torpedo. It just doesn't have an explosive warhead on the front. <laughs> what we mean is it's completely normal torpedo. Very harmless. Very harmless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we use it. We use it to figure out where whales are. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's That's a right. big rocket full of fucking explosives, man. They're gonna fire out of the submarine, mm. and the, it, like they're not firing at this warship. The warship is um, Piotr Veliki, by the way, but not really oh, important. Peter the Great, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, okay, so this is an absurdly dangerous thing. Everybody knows what they're doing is absurdly dangerous. <laughs> The torpedo room has this like specially reinforced bulkhead, so if the right. room blows up, it doesn't take the rest of the boat with it. And these guys, they leave the hatch cracked, I guess, to like yell at each other or something. 
Hold, hold, hold on. Let me get this straight here. So they have a, a dummy torpedo, yeah. right? Which they yeah. are going to fire at a warship. Yeah. Is this warship like empty or are there people on it? No, no, no. They're not going to hit it with it. At least they're not oh. hoping to. They're hoping okay. to like fire it like under it. We're going to fire uh, it. Hoping near... to fire it under it. Is, is, <laughs> we're, we're, yes. Jesus Christ, that's cause for concern. Gee, we, we, we hope we miss. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, I mean, given how drunk we are, we are likely to miss. <laughs> I mean, the, the good news is, right, they're far enough away that like by the time it gets there, it's burned off enough of this, this fucking peroxide that hopefully what happens is it just donks into the hole and it's fine. But anyway. Yeah, well, mm. let's hope their bilge bumps are in order. Um, <laughs> so these these guys they, they they're leaving the hatch cracked to yes, yellow people. Yes, they are in order on different ships because I sold them for money. Actually, not money for cigarettes. But <laughs> they're working. It's fine though. They've got a set of instructions that they're working off of. And in my head, this has like the IKEA like frustrated yeah. man diagram with the mm. phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I I, I should also well, point out in a classic move, these instructions are the wrong instructions. And they get several key bits wrong. Uh, oh, oh incredible! <laughs> They're like missing some bits. Yeah, pretty much. And also, like a bunch of the electrical contacts don't work, so they keep they keep having to like dive into circuit boards and stuff, and like physically clean the contacts off, which is fucking great. Fantastic! Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a fun. That's job. great. And now, in between playing Counter Strike, which I presume they are doing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a, just a land party in there with an associated <laughs> torpedo. That's why they've cracked the hatch because they've got a land party just going screaming, on with like the screaming state about lag two thousand meters <laughs> under the water. <laughs> <laughs> just screams of suka blades filling an entire submarine. Yeah, absolutely. The sea does. And hundreds yeah. of voices joined in one chorus of suka blast. I mean, no, nobody actually knows what happens next, which is unfortunate, right? Like, the most probable thing, and this is what the Russian Navy thinks happened, is that, like, they had a bad weld in the torpedo. Like, fucking Vitaly and Tomsk, who was welding this thing, got slightly distracted for a second and he fucked up. But it could have been that they did the wrong I thing. I saw some big naturals, who among us? <laughs> it could have been that they just, like, did the wrong thing in the wrong order. They could have just fucking dropped this thing. It's a big torpedo, right? But, yeah. at 11.29am and 34 seconds... Oh boy, when oh Alice no. says a date, you know something's about Shook to happen. Up yet! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Let me let me put it this way. At eleven twenty nine a.m. and thirty three seconds, everything is fine. At eleven twenty nine a.m. and thirty five seconds, there is no front torpedo. <laughs> oh shit! Oh boy, <laughs> that's got next more like <laughs> next slide, please. So this is the Kursk, right? We've got a nice cutaway drawing. Mm. It's in relatively uh, shallow water, so it. I, I, Russians say he for ships, I think, not she. So I'm I'm splitting yes. the difference. It. Um, it yeah. It, well, hang on. No, it would be. I think it would be she because it's like it's pod. Uh, it's podvodnaya lodka, so it's feminine. Oh. 
Oh, okay. I think she. Well, she. Yeah. Let's, well, let's, she uh, under, did, underwater boats. Uh, did you just assume a boat's gender? <laughs> 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 so, if you identify as a submarine, that means you identify as she. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, the ship would be here, yeah, because the ship would be Karabo. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, so cool. Z here hits the seafloor pretty quickly. And mm. 135 <laughs> seconds after the first explosion, all of the other torpedoes that you can see, the little green pencils on the right there, all of those explode too out of sympathy with their fat sister. <laughs> that is a suicide pact. Yeah. <laughs> the whole no, torpedo was a suicide torpedo. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we can uh, now John Madden this, right? If you draw a line <laughs> down from like the back of the sail, the, the, the conning tower thing. Um, is that here? Yeah, like right there. Yeah. Every, everybody forward of that line uh, is now mm. Marinara. Um, so oh, somebody somebody worked out that they they sustained like even the guys at the back there sustained a force of about fifty G's. Um, mm. They found one guy's remains physically embedded in the ceiling like a cartoon, which. Uh, that's Jesus Christ, that's a scene from the Avengers. <laughs> and that is a way that lots of Russian guys die, in fairness. <laughs> embedded and in ceiling. Not, yeah, and usually not through doing anything quite as adventurous as being on a submarine <laughs> test. Like, usually just from like, uh, well, I was trying to make my own alcohol, and uh, well. Like, it's a genuine, uh, there's a genuine, like, really restrictive planning rule in Moscow that you're not allowed to knock out any walls in your apartment, even non-supporting ones, because in the 90s, so many guys were like, I do renovation, <laughs> and just knocked out a supporting wall in their, like, ninth floor apartment, and brought down an entire tower. <laughs> Basically the same thing happens here. Like, all, all of these, like, bulkheads in between things, those just fucking collapse, right? Um, mm. you may notice all of the stuff that, like, in front of that red line, that's all the important stuff, like, you know, all the stuff that controls the submarine, uh, the captain yes. lives there, mm. uh, you, yeah, no, not good. Anyway, all those guys dead. Immediately to the, to the left of that line- Cafeteria, little, too, it looks like. Yep. Eh, gone. Oh shit. Wow. <laughs> Where are we gonna put all this all marinara, marinara sauce? sauce and nowhere to eat it? <laughs> <laughs> joke, baby. So over yeah. to the left, that sort of little yellow thing, that's the reactor. Are you ready ah. for some good news? Always. Okay. It's not broken. The reactor shuts down completely safely, like instantly. <laughs> Nuclear power, folks. It fucking rules. Turns out you can just explode everyone around it, and this thing is just like, uh, yep, gonna flood myself with seawater, and it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, mm. There are like no radiation emissions from this submarine at any point, which I don't know. It's pretty cool to me. Mm. The Unlike bad the news, ones they have parked at the dock. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's genuinely, it is safer to blow up a nuclear reactor with a, on a submarine than it is to just leave it. <laughs> the bad news is that everybody else in this back half of the boat, which is like engineering, mostly the engine room, all that stuff, they're fine. 
You got like Jordy LaForge back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Define fine. Oh, they're physically like, I mean, some of them might be injured, but by and large, they're okay, which is a bad yeah, place. They're vibing. You, they're vibing. And you don't want to be. You don't want to be vibing. You want to be. This is one of those places where you want to get killed in the first thing quickly, right? Because like, otherwise yeah. you're in you're in for a time. Because right now you're fine. And uh, by fine, I mean like, um, sort of knee-deep in freezing oily water. But like, oh. you, you're not like, you're not- <laughs> Which, first of all, DM me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you're not, you're not marinara, right? So you're fine. Mm. Also, I would like yeah, you- you're marinating. Yeah. I would also like you, Justin, to, to John Madden, you see that little uh, orange and white dome? Right, the, the lifesaver here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally mm. a lifesaver. What this is, right? This is a rescue boy. You say, do you say buoy for boy? It's a buoy. A buoy. A buoy. A buoy. Man, Americans, yo. <laughs> what is up with that? I was unaware there the was enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you get there with the fucking buoy? So yeah, yeah, we strapped yeah, it on yeah. top of the Apollo craft. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, there's there's a big there's a, that was the other thing we put down as well as the flag was a buoy that said no wake zone on it. Yeah. <laughs> slow. Yeah, so you go to slow fishing. On the moon's <laughs> so what this thing does, right, is it fires off this big, very buoyant, uh, very visible orange buoy to the surface on a tether. Mm. And so everybody then knows, oh hey, there's a submarine that's had an oopsie and it's directly down on this tether from where this is, so we can go and find it. Hmm. Good news. Um, somebody has welded this shut to stop it from doing that. Jesus um, Christ, Russia. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> apparently the reason why, the reason why, because like other submarines had done this too, is that like, if you're trying to be stealthy and do submarine stuff, and this is too sensitive, it kind of blows your vibe if you just have an enormous, highly visible rescue marker just shoots off upwards when you're trying to be stealthy. Yeah. The so commander of the enemy fleet is like, oh shit, <laughs> here come that buoy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, what, what you got to do is you just send a guy back and you just like yeah just weld that down uh, so they do mm. um now we got to talk yeah. about the guys oh, vitaly did a good job on that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> this one you can weld maybe next time yeah spend a little bit more time on the fucking torpedoes mate <laughs> <clears throat> all right next slide please and we're going to talk about the guys who are fine uh, this is this is Captain mm. Lieutenant Dmitry Kolesnikov, who is now um, very young, but like in his career. But you know, happily for him, good news, he's been promoted many times over. He gets to command his own nuclear submarine now because he's the senior ranking mm. officer. Yeah, he does look twelve. Yeah, because he he's basically is. I forget how old he is, but like it's not very, and. Like, <laughs> this is a bit like how all these kids in Russia are like, when they're 13, their dad is like, Why don't you learn to drive? And then, like, 16, they're like, Have you ever tried a nuclear submarine? <laughs> Why not? I bought one off of a guy. <laughs> come on down to Harbor. Did you come back yeah, to school? I exchanged it for Pepsi. <laughs> So Kolesnikov, he, he takes charge of like the survivors, of whom there are quite a few, and he writes this note, which is on the right here, and it's like, you know, he's not too stressed about it, like obviously something's gone very wrong, but they're on exercise, right, everybody knows where they are, they're right outside of Murmansk, right, you just, they're in pretty shallow water, you just stay where you are, 
try and like not panic too much and wait for rescue, which should come quickly. Oh, this is gonna be like Grenfell, isn't it? Oh, this is actually a, this is actually a sad ass note. Hmm. Yeah. What do you yeah. want? Do you want to press see this note for us? I mean, it's hard. To, I, well, it's hard to like exactly read because the handwriting is kind of fucked up. But he's just like telling people he loves them mm. and saying that it's quite difficult to write because of something. Um, oh yeah. boy. Mm. Not great. Meanwhile, on the surface. Mm. Yeah. Next slide, please. Yeah, this was actually the only Russian naval ship with uh, an onboard rugby pit. <laughs> <laughs> I like how much it's healing over to one side. That's a good sign to me. Mm. I was about yeah. to say, how it's heavy is sign. this thing? Oh, I mean, yeah, gonna, the problem is it's a... we got a fat bitch on one side. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is... Tolstushka's sisters. That's right. It's a really rough sea, right? And there's... Uh, it's fine. Mm. They have a submarine rescue vehicle, which is a converted lumber tender. And uh, on oh, this... Okay. The, the, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. And on this, they have two of these sort of uh, orange and white things you see here, which is a submarine rescue vehicle. It's a little tiny submarine. It goes down, it couples onto the submarine. Uh, you get all the people who need rescuing, into the little submarine, little submarine comes back up. Uh, yeah, it's a Wes Anderson ass device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they put the first one in the water, and uh, it's so fucking uh, choppy that it collides with the side of the boat and just cripples itself. Okay, that's Oops. not great. Right. Not ideal. Okay. It's fine. Ideal. We brought we brought two. Uh, so we launched. Thank the, God. We launched the second one. Second one immediately uh, cripples itself. Likewise. And okay. so now you, huh. you you just have a bunch of very stressed Russian guys trying to cannibalize the parts off of one of these to make the other one work. I I'm I'm kind of like yeah, maybe you should have, maybe maybe these maybe these cranes should move further off the side of the boat. Like I mean, because maybe. this is a little bit more delicate than a log, which it is should, I assume what the, this was designed to lift on the boat. <laughs> like I, I will say this, right? The Soviet the Soviet Navy had two full size, like proper nuclear submarines designed exclusively for rescuing other submarines. Um and both yeah. of them are in dry dock in St. Petersburg because they're too expensive to run them. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Oh. Now I mean I should also point out the initial response is like the ship Piotr Veliki that was that was going to be torpedoed heard this thing explode through the hull, and they they put in this report and they're just like, "Hey, we think a submarine might have kind of fucking exploded," and the Russian Navy brass were like, "Oh yeah, cool, okay, whatever." I just kind of forget okay. it. I, I, what, <laughs> Sounds like dudes rock to me. <laughs> I was about to say congratulations on winning the uh, sea trials or exercise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, like, it takes them hours to even do this rescue response, and when it's obvious that's not working, uh, the, there are these offers of like rescue aid from the UK and Norway. Um, because I I should point out the reason why is because both the UK and the US are obviously spying on this exercise <laughs> and have a bunch of their own submarines mm. nearby just ch hanging mm. out, chilling, and just they watch one of them fucking explode. Gee, I hope they don't accidentally torpedo us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like spying on like spying on that exercise just it feels like kind of just clowning on them at that point. Yeah. Just like, yeah, let's see Watching a guy like backflip into his own dick yeah no so like a bunch of british naval officers taking a break from nonsense and be like right let's watch this fucking balls out <laughs> 
And of course, the, the the Russian Navy is just like, yeah, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna accept foreign aid. We don't need it. We got these guys. We're pretty sure they can make it work. <laughs> I mean, we've got these two crippled submarines. We've got two broken. We've got a submarine which is broken and a submarine repair kit mm. which is also broken. Yeah. We're pretty sure we can make this work. Mm. Putin we've prevented Vitaly from drinking for three hours. We reckon he's got this. <laughs> Putin is still in fucking Sochi, and he's on TV barbecuing. He just wants to oh, grill, God. for God's sake. <laughs> Taking the girl. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> and the, like part yeah, of the reason why Stein. part of the reason why is that the navy have told him, "Don't worry about it. We're gonna we're gonna fix it. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to cancel your your vacation, right?" Um, and they they don't have it under control. Meanwhile, back on so land, Putin is the real victim here. Well, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, back on land, the, the families of of the crew of the Kursk are like, "Hey, what's going on? How come uh, everybody's acting like you got a a submarine that's lost and nobody's talking to us? And you're being really weird." And what they get told is, "Don't worry about it. It's fine." See what had happened was what happened was. And they're just kind the of. The is completely fine. May I see it? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the commander of the Northern Fleet is is like he tells them, "Hey, don't worry about it. The headquarters building is half empty, and all the guys there they're just wasting time." Meanwhile, they're fucking working around the clock trying to get these submarines to work, and they don't. And meanwhile, down on the Kursk, the emergency lights go out. Is they run out of power, uh -oh. and, and we know this because, like, I I fucked up because I don't read Russian. Mm. I barely know the alphabet. But like the note that I posted mm. uh, from Kolesnikov on the last slide, that was supposed to be the first one that he wrote. That's a, I guess the second where he's like, you can barely read it because he says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm writing by feel because there's no light." Um, Which is compounded right. by the fact that Russian cursive is illegible when it's written well. Also true. Yes. Oh man, it's so fucking bad. It's so bad. Yeah, I, I got this the note here. It, it, it says <laughs> Yeah. R Russian cursive sometimes makes Arabic cursive look well defined. Oh god. I I, I, I learned it in college and then forgot it. But I don't know if I ever really yeah. learned it. <laughs> I mean, the classic is the Russian cursive for chinchilla, which is just like a, a, a whole, it's it's the just same a whole series of lines over and over and over and over yeah. and over again. Yes, <laughs> Justin, I'm going to give you the next slide because it's orchem time. This is my perfect Russian curved cursive for something. <laughs> That's right. Oh boy, that's gorgeous, Raz. Show this right. guy. Oh, nice. Look at this guy. It's some balls, right? Mm. This is this is important. Mm. All right. So now we got to talk about a chemical called potassium superoxide. Okay, that's right? a cool ass oh, name. So that means it's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, super, right? So what's a superoxide? A superoxide is a chemical which contains the O2 minus ion, right? This is like an oxygen molecule, but it's got an extra electron that makes it extra reactive. It's not very stable usually. Um, you know, it, it tends mm. to want to react and become oxygen, right? An oxygen molecule, which is O2. Uh, it wants to get the hell rid of that extra electron. It doesn't like it. Um, so if you add potassium to this, you have potassium superoxide, which is stable most of the time, right? 
Um, this is sort of a, 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 I guess you would call it the crystal structure um, because just one of these guys with the two oxygens and the potassium are in a super potassium superoxide. Um, so anyway, this is a stable chemical in dry air, right? Uh, but it reacts very readily with water or even just moist air, right? So you get two potassium. Well, I can't see that being a problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good thing. I will explain. Because two <laughs> okay. potassium superoxides plus two H2Os gives you two KOH plus two H2O2 plus O2. Gives you oxygen, right? So mm-hmm. it's good. Because it produces a bunch of oxygen in this reaction, and as such, it comes in a canister, and you can use this as an emergency oxygen generator, right? Ah. Okay. So this is, this is one thing. This is the good part. Now, the bad part <clears throat> is, in addition to the oxygen, this produces KOH, you know, potassium, I think that's hydroxide? Yeah. Uh, also known as caustic potash. Uh, that's the same stuff that leaks out of like an old alkaline battery, right? You know, as long as you don't touch oh. that, you're fine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Here's the ugly part. This reaction also produces H2O2, hydrogen peroxide, also known as... <laughs> like frosted tips. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're right exactly back where we started same. with the frosted tips. Yeah. Yeah, the same... Uh, mm. It's not in a huge, huge quantity, but it is... I test peroxide at that point. <laughs> the same stuff that went in the uh, torpedo, the same stuff that caused this problem in the first place. Hell um, yes. So anyway, they break out their emergency oxygen canisters. Yeah, which we have <laughs> on the next slide. Mm-hmm. These guys. Uh, just Those little... are some deeply Russian-looking containers. Oh yeah, it's, a, it's an... <laughs> It, uh, it's an IP5 rebreather canister. And you, I, you literally mm. you just pull the tab off the top, and in like wet air or like any amount of water, it just reacts oxygen. Um, and it's fine. Like you, you get a decent amount of oxygen out of these for a lot of people. Mm. But like, in order to change these out, a guy has to like go and get these out of a storage rack, and they have to like hand them to each other hand to hand in the dark. In freezing oily water, exhausted, yep. which is fine, uh, until one of them drops one in the freezing oily water, oh, no. in the water that's now uh, producing the hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, horrible flash fire yeah. is what happens. Oh boy. So they solve the freezing problem. Yeah, you're no longer freezing. The good news You know what else they solved is the lighting problem. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Com- Comrade let's, Lieutenant let's... has solved two of our problems at once by setting yeah. himself on fire. <laughs> Let us look on the positive side. It is not only Mr. Putin who is barbecuing. (laughs) Would anyone care to join me in a grill? (laughs) 
No, I mean, Lieutenant Kebab, you lost your legs. <laughs> this is so like, so like powerfully Russian, like the top brass are like moaning down there. And they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like, so I mean, uh, you, this is why I say that the guys in the back survive too much, right? Because like some of them survive too mm. much even after this, because some of them, being you know practically minded people and experienced submariners, you, there's a there's a fire. What do you do? You dive under the water, and that's fine. They survive the fire, and then they get back out uh, out of the out of the out of the water, and there's no oxygen. And they suffocate to death. Um, it's very grim, right? Uh, like it's gone poorly. It's one of those things where you want to get killed quickly. Um, it, 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 how long did uh, they survive like this? Uh, well, probably somewhere between six hours and three days, just in the dark, waiting for a Russian navy that isn't gonna do shit to do shit, waiting for Vitaly to fix the fucking submarine that he's broken with the other submarine. They had to. That was the range they found on when people's watches stopped. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, I'm probably on like two watches. Yeah. It's very like it's very interesting that the Russians didn't like accept because it wasn't the reason the Russians gave for not accepting a rescue that they were like concerned about like military secrets mm -hmm. and was the military secret concerned that yo our shit is fucked up <laughs> 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 like, like, like you know a fucking British naval crew is going to get in there and be like look at this technology like no they're going to be like look at this technology <laughs> like, yeah, they, they figured out how to use thicker gauges of steel yeah like yeah. Uh, the technology military secrets that are of the value of one twentieth of Pepsi distribution rights. Oh, yeah. Simplify and add weight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but they do finally accept international rescue aid. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, they get the Brits in, and they get these guys, the Norwegians, in. Um, I like how the Norwegians just show up to half of our disasters. Like at some yeah. point, they're just yeah, because you don't get around enough bag, like. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get it enough seems cold water. you have made water. something of a mess. Would <laughs> you perhaps be in need of some help from a very well-run country? <laughs> Pierce Pearson over here, who is like, does not get enough experience of cold water mm. diving at his job, cold water diving 365 <laughs> days a year, wants to do and some more. And also his hobby, which is yeah. like living on a house next to an ice lake. Yeah, exactly, right? He wants to get some more recreational saturation diving in. And he's so, got like, a, he's, got a, he's got like his pet reindeer with him while yeah, has a they, diving oh, suit. Fjord Fjordersen. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. next to him on the right here. <laughs> and, fuck, and they fucking go down into this like absolutely black sea. Uh, you, you can see them here, they're working on the hatch to get into the, the escape trunk. Uh, the Russians had told them repeatedly and in very strong terms, you have to open this hatch counterclockwise. It's a very delicate piece of machinery. Uh -oh. if, you, if you don't open this counterclockwise, you're going to break the hatch and you're not going to be able to get in. And they try this for several days <laughs> until oh <my> eventually, <laughs> out of Norwegian desperation, they try it clockwise and it works. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, we might be the other counterclockwise. Uh, <laughs> yes. Ironically, the basis of a Soviet comedy from the 1970s. <laughs> a man who, who gets the words clockwise and counterclockwise mixed up continuously throughout his life. Look, I'm not very good at left or right, 
And I guess the entire Russian Navy is not good it's, at clockwise it's, it's, or counterclockwise. It's lefty tighty, you know? righty loosey, right? Oh my god! Mm. That's right. And then How having delicate. Why is this hatch so delicate? I, I it's the hatch for a submarine. Him. Yeah, yeah. It's the I hatch know. for a submarine. You must you be very careful with screen door. <laughs> <laughs> we believe it may already have been damaged by huge explosions. <laughs> the worst part is right. The the fucking the, the Norwegians. Uh, they 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 do all of this shit. They finally get the thing open. They come back to the top and they're like, "Well, there's your submarine." And the Russians are like, "Great, fuck off." We're not going to let you in the submarine because you're going to steal our secret Pepsi documents. They have to. They have <laughs> yeah. to send well, Russian like divers knee deep in Pepsi. That's right. <laughs> they have to send Russian divers in to get all of the classified documents and like radios and shit out of there before they let anybody else in to I, to I, get I, the I, bodies out. I'm just like, like, okay, conspiracy time. I'm not usually like. Conspiracy mm. guy, but like maybe they <laughs> the were Russian just like, diver has to go down there and execute <laughs> all the survivors with a Makarov. <laughs> no, I figured they were getting that part out of the way by just locking them in there for three days for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. They knew it was clockwise the whole time. Oh yes. shit. Oh yes. No, I'm on board with that. I'm on yeah. board with that. Kursk truthers. Although there are yeah. like th there are Kursk yeah. truthers in Russia, like because of the government line being like nothing is wrong, and then like oh, well something is wrong, but it's not bad. To then so something is wrong and it's bad, but it's not our fault. A lot of people thought that it was like oh they must have collided with a NATO submarine or something, and it's like no, they they they, they fucked up the 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 fat girl is what they did. But like. No. NATO submarines know where yeah. they're going. <laughs> I think they just didn't want Western divers going in there and seeing how fucked their shit was. Yeah. And also the fact that they like had a didn't they have a swimming pool in the submarine? Well, eventually. I'm, Wait, what? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure these <laughs> <laughs> not a good swimming pool. I'm pretty sure one. This class of submarine, if I'm if I recall correctly, had a gymnasium with a swimming pool in it. I know it had a gymnasium. I don't know if they had a swimming pool in the gymnasium, but if they did, that rules. So yeah, well, you know when they yeah, found the Kursk, cool. the swimming pool was still full. <laughs> <laughs> it's resilient yeah. technology. Yeah. It's a, all right, uh, in, in my opinion, this is what happens when you name a submarine after a town like Kursk. What's, like, what, Kursk what's up with is Kursk? Easily, what is in Kursk? Oh man, Kursk is genuinely, and, I, and I'm, this, this is just a coincidence, my least favorite town in all of Russia. Huh. Um, uh, they call it uh, the, the city of the seven prisons, because <laughs> under the Tsar there were like nice. seven, seven prisons that were built in the general vicinity of Kursk, and back in those days, like, it's basically like Russian Australia, because people got sent there to jail, and like, there was no public transport, so people just kind of fucking yeah, stayed there when they got out of jail. fucking submarine. Exactly, yeah, so when you go to Kursk now, <laughs> it is just full of, like, the, the roughest, like, most, like, like, motherfuckers in the entire country. Like, everyone has a huge watch and, like, a rusting G-Wagon. Uh, we used to go there and do gigs. This genuinely happened. I was there at a gig with a guy, uh, like, another TV comedian. He's, he goes out on stage and he starts, like, telling, telling some joke, whatever. And then uh, some guys who are sat in the front, just, like, guys, like, forearms the width of your head, like, these kind of motherfuckers. And they, and they just go, like, yeah, it's boring. Tell something else. And he's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> that's what that's what gigging in Kursk is like. Hell yeah. Good good lord. 
All right, now we're going to talk about some rare Putins. There's some uh, some rare oh, okay. Putins on the screen. Rare Putins. We got some rare Putins here. You got to pay us extra for these Putins. Oh, that's right. Oh fuck yeah! This one, oh they, 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 yeah, they gave her an injection. Nadezhda Tilik is her name, and she was like, and one journalist who was there said that they felt like they were going to like tear him apart with their hands, right? Like it was probably the most public anger he'd ever been exposed to from that day to this. Um, and yeah. and, th and this woman got forcibly sedated, like she was she was she was screaming at him, not unreasonably. And this woman, as you see, just fucking jabs her with a syringe like Hitman, and mm. just like yeah. ushers her off stage. This woman's frosted all of her motherfucking tits. <laughs> yeah, too much peroxide. Siphoning yes. off some of that oh. peroxide. <laughs> we have something in common, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it, I'm, I'm very hmm. intrigued by this photo down on the right, where it seems like Putin is meeting Theresa May and Vitaly the Welder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for your service in the, the, the uh, welding industry. But, like, also, Putin's seven foot tall bodyguards. There could not be a man who looks more like. Yeah, like a drunk guy who can't weld than that guy. <laughs> He's wearing a suit jacket, a polo shirt, and a camouflage cap. Like, what is that? About to say, what is that? Very... And a pocket square. That's how he does have. He does have a. <laughs> I do. I do kind of want like two like nine foot tall FSB agents just following me around. I like. Mm. I think that's cool. Oh, they would be. They would be FSO. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. which is like the Russian secret service. Mm. Um, oh, would you like to hear a great story about the Russian secret service? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, this this uh, this story concerns the Russian secret service, Vladimir Putin, and the Queen of England. Hmm. Um, so strap in. Uh, yeah, there's a guy I know uh, from uh, like Russian comedy called Ivan Abramov, who's quite a famous like kind of TV comedian out there. And one day he is emceeing this like huge gala variety show in Moscow, and there's like you know like 400 people in a packed theater. And Putin is supposed to be the guest of honor. And Putin is like an hour and a half late at this point. And so these people have been waiting for a show to start for like over an hour and a half. And uh, he's like losing his mind. So eventually he goes up to one of the FSO guys, like the Secret Service guys. And he's like, look, can you give me some idea when we can expect Putin to arrive? Because like, there's like 400 people out there who are losing their fucking minds about this. And then he's like, I'm going to tell you this information. And he's like, no, like fucking level with me here. I understand you're not supposed to tell me, but can you give me like a ballpark of when he might show up so I can do something about this? And he's like, no, no, it is you who does not understand. I have no idea when he will arrive. <laughs> and then he says, uh, once the Queen of England waited for him for six hours. And then what he said precisely in Russian is Anna Ahuela, which for the non-Russian speakers is like something along the lines of like she lost her fucking rag. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to imagine the queen losing her shit at Putin is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Just being man. absolutely fucking out of yeah. it. Yeah. So P Putin's cool. And I mean if you wanted to do like the <laughs> sort of natsec wonk thing, you could probably make the case that like a lot of Putin's more 
repressive instincts. A lot of his more like great power, sort of muscular foreign policy stuff has been absolute mm. terror of the time when he like went to this meeting and a bunch of like Russian Navy now widows like shouted at him for six hours. Um, yeah, it, the scariest people on earth, Russian mum. That's right. And, like it's still a sore point for him. He went on Larry King, uh, like a year afterwards, and Larry King asked him, you know, R.I.P. By the way, what happened with the Kursk? And he said in Russian, he said it sank. Like the. <laughs> That's the that was his whole what fucking do you think, answer. Larry? Yeah. Well, I did, I suppose, yes. Yeah, it's like it was not wrong, but it's pretty fucking cut to say it like that, you know? It's like maybe Putin just derives all of his power from uh non-punctuality. Mm, maybe like he's just he's just mm. late for everything, and everyone assumes they're being snubbed by him and respects him more. He's just gaming. But actually, actually, he's just, he's just CS source. No, actually, he's just late for everything because he doesn't he doesn't understand time. <laughs> six, six hours late to see the queen. Putin turns up like hands covered in barbecue sauce, and he's like, oh, "Sorry, I was oh, grilling." Shit, well, I said that. <laughs> he, he bought one watch in 1986. He still believes that it's he's accurate. Still, it's lost. It's watch. lost six hours of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and i mean like everyone's uh, afraid to question his timekeeping <laughs> <laughs> i still think my favorite person thing is the like stealing the guy's super bowl ring just as a flex that oh fuck <laughs> oh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i mean also stealing the election and, and making orange man president too that's, yeah, of course yeah i mean that's they, right. they seem to be unable to make their most basic naval technology work, but 20 mm -hmm. years later, they were controlling mm -hmm. the entire American political system. How That's do you right. choke away the Cold War 25 years after you won it, man? It's <laughs> No, it's incredible. It's incredible how capitalism really revitalized Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a second there, we thought she wasn't coming back, but there she was, baby. That's right. <laughs> Alright, go to the next slide. I think this is a thing that people don't understand about Russia, is mm. that like all of their international affairs moves are just trolling. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's so much easier to understand Russia once you understand that like in any single like international move they make can be followed with like eight winky face emojis. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so random, I can't believe I just did that after poisoning a dissident. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like when the European Union fucked up their vaccine orders and then Russia was like, we will sell you some vaccine. And it's like, you can just see them winking behind that. The dang joker. Like, Would you like to buy our vaccine? Like blinking with both eyes. Guaranteed <laughs> almost no cyanide. Yeah. So like <laughs> we give it to this woman from course. That's right. <laughs> we, we, she falls into beautiful sleep. We 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 chase this engineering disaster with an engineering success, which is uh the, the contractor Mammut uh raises the Kursk. Like they literally they tie a bunch of cables to it and lift it under a ship and they bring it back to port. And wherefore we get these photos of this like newly exploded submarine. Yes. Uh, mm. Like I, I believe they had to like write some very complicated software to like uh, compensate for the movement of the fucking barren sea, uh, so that the cables wouldn't uh. snap. Oh, it's very cool. It's the, it's a sawn off submarine. Yeah, it's a submarine yeah, operas. 
That's uh, <laughs> illegal in the United States, actually. <laughs> Highly um, illegal. Yeah. The yeah. um. Oh yeah, this was also a bit we did on the stream the other day. But how? Because they have the the Mosin Nagant uh, Abreaz, which is like the sawn off Mosin Nagant. But this prompted me to realize that Abreaz is also the Russian word for circumcised. Love <laughs> 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 using a circumcised shotgun. <laughs> Uh, uh, and uh, next and last slide. I brought it in under time. I should do the notes more often. Uh, I was about to say. Mm. So, I mean, like, the human cost of all of this, mm, immeasurable. Same as everything we do. This is a young crew. Mm -hmm. Even by Navy standards, you can see they all look about six. Um, yeah, fucking hell. When, when the commander of the Northern Fleet actually finally told them, like, yeah, no, the submarine's gone, he, he took off his hat and he said, forgive me for not bringing home your boys. Like, I don't know if any of them Ooh. did. I don't know if I would. Um, your boys. Your, your boys. <laughs> they, they, they took the, um, the conning tower off of the sail, that's a memorial now, you can see it in the park. Uh, luckily, no disasters have ever happened in Russian naval history since then. Oh, well, thank God of for that. Not. Yeah, I was about to say, Russia. Safety is the watchword of the Russian <laughs> yes. Navy. When I, think, when I think Russia, I think safety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Ever since this. I, uh, I, I was briefly, before Christmas, like kind of slightly dating this Russian girl in London whose uh, dad had been a Russian submarine officer. And every single story she told me about his days as a submarine officer basically involved them all almost dying in <laughs> completely peacetime conditions because something had gone wrong with the submarine. Oh like, my god! There's almost said that like when he was like the most junior officer on the ship, like when he basically just come out of the naval college. One day, uh, he like woke up on the submarine and realized that he'd passed out, and he realized that everyone else was passed out apart from him because there was like carbon monoxide like leaking into the fucking uh, hull somehow from something. Something had gone wrong. Oh boy! And so everyone and like he managed to like wake everyone up and like surface the submarine. <laughs> so yeah, safety. Hmm. Sa safety. Yes, it's very. My, my as long favorite as one guy who has a good carbon monoxide tolerance. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's what they recruit them yeah. for. This is my favorite. My That's my right. favorite uh, post Kursk Russian naval disaster is the one that just happened a couple of years ago, where an experimental submarine fucking blew itself up doing. God knows what, nobody knows, the Russians weren't talking, and like, the ca the casualty list that they released was fucking wild, because they were all officers, and they were all like, pretty senior officers too, oh. like, it was like, three fucking admirals were down in this one submarine doing some fucking, like, I don't know, making the voting machines vote gay or something, and like... <laughs> they were making the Russian version of Salo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, it, and it just fucking blew it itself up. So yeah, at some point we're going to find out something about that, maybe at some point. Hmm. Um, yeah, th th this was yeah. it. This was the, These were the notes that I had for this. Uh, does anyone have I hate any... when the Ukrainians blow up my uh, yeah. submarine full of officers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Anybody have any closing thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? You know, it could have been. Mm. The natural mm. enemy of submarines. Whales. No. Rebellion. <laughs> no. Blue meanies. Oh, yes. <laughs> Blue meanies? Wait, what's that? Oh, God damn it. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Yellow submarine? You live in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> That's Wait, where what, the Beatles are from. Is there something about Blue meanies? Yeah, and Blue the... meanie, they're, 
They hate music. They were in the they Yellow hate, Submarine hate movie. You know, yellow yellow no, Submarine end it, movie. End it. I don't want to be on this podcast. <laughs> <anymore. laughs> I've never seen the movie. Great. And, okay. No one's ever watched the movie. The next episode That's... is the Tacoma Narrows Bridge Disaster. No, because we have a segment on this podcast called no, Safety t- Third. Tacoma Narrows Bridge is looking fucking great there. <laughs> Is this the one from last week that we didn't get around to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Which I think we've got time. Milo, yes. you got another like uh, 10, 15? Yeah, I got, I got time. All right, sweet. Yes. Absolutely. All right, do the drop. Love to talk about baking devices. <laughs> oh, this shit. Is the relevant. Drop. Where, oh, fuck. Where's the drop? Where's nice. the drop? Where's the drop? Anyway, this is the torpedo draw from the course. <laughs> <laughs> Shake hands with danger. Mm. Good morning, afternoon, evening, and or night. I have a story that ends with OSHA being entirely unhelpful and with me picking up the process of petitioning them for a new policy after having forgotten about it for a couple years. Cool. Allow me, allow me to set the stage. I'm working at an Ohio-based pizza chain, which people often mix up with Domino's when they decide to call to order. For those who have not worked in pizza before... You typically have a couple or so big ovens in the middle of the kitchen with a hood vent over it to suck up grease particles in the air, along with any gases you shouldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. They should put that in the submarines. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should. <laughs> For all the grilling. Yeah. After all, these ovens are powered by burning natural gas. Carbon monoxide is a byproduct of this gas, right? Mm-hmm. No. That colorless, odorless gas that couldn't possibly harm anyone. <laughs> that's all that's I hear. Right. It just that's made you nice. And you gave you yeah. a good nap on the you get, you get a good nap. Yeah. <laughs> Microdosing carbon monoxide to get my get a better night's sleep. <laughs> Here I am working closing shift as I often do at this perpetually understaffed hellhole. Starting mm. around ten thirty p.m., half an hour till close, the closing manager starts complaining about a headache. Mm-hmm. I say that sucks. At least we're closing soon. About 10 minutes later, I also started getting a headache. I tell her when that happens, and then one of the two closing delivery drivers that night, who was out on delivery when the manager complained about her headache, said, wait, you're both getting headaches. I've had a headache since and like an hour ago. And that's when we realize, uh-huh. okay, there's a problem here. Yeah, so it's women nagging us all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when they went on (laughs) reddit.com. The hood vent the previous week operated very weakly for a couple days, but got fixed. We checked to make sure it's giving the kitchen the good suck still. And to our surprise, (laughs) it is. Oh, wait. That's when we realize there's a big problem. Big is in italics. So you know it's big. The one driver goes out on another delivery and returns with a carbon monoxide detector he had at its own ho- at his own home. Thank God for this guy. <laughs> when he yeah. turns it on, it reads 30 parts per million. For reference, the OSHA maximum limit in a closed environment is 35 parts per million. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay, right? We called the general manager for directions and he told us to close, saying he would get someone to look at the oven in the morning to fix the issue. Mm -hmm. We opened the front and back doors and he brought us uh, box fans to aerate the place, 
which helped a little bit. The problem is, since we couldn't detect anything above the OSHA limit, there really wasn't anything we could do without risking getting fired. The following day, I came in for another evening shift. Much to my disgruntlement, the doors are still open with box fans aerating the building. The mechanic had been scheduled to come the next day to fix the problem. In the meantime, the carbon monoxide detector still read 33 parts per million, still within OSHA limits, but just barely. But whatever, at least it's not busy right now. But about an hour later, business picked up. It became steady. Everyone who ordered pickup comes in at least once about... Everyone who ordered pickup comes in uh, about... All at once, about 20 to 25 minutes later, making us uh, dedicate two staff members to catch registers, right? Sorry, was this written while still uh, under the influence of carbon monoxide? Then, at that moment, literally every phone line fills up at once from people calling in. So I... Switched on the second oven, hitherto unactivated because it wasn't busy enough to justify it at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And immediately, the CO detector spiked up to 50, then 120, then 230 parts per million in about 10 seconds. Jesus! Holy shit! So... Yeah, that doesn't sound good. We shut off the ovens mm-hmm. and told everyone, calmly, to exit the building as there is a dangerous carbon monoxide leak. Two of the eight customers in the store at this time fight us about how they haven't received their food yet. (laughs) No, I want you, all of you, and myself to die so that I can get my food. Yeah, that's right. I came here for a donut, and I'm not leaving without a donut. (laughs) We tell them to exit the store and complain to corporate, because we are exiting the building. We call the fire department and explain the situation. They arrive about 10 minutes later, along with the general manager. The fire department finds the source of the CO and slaps it with a big tag, reading basically, fuck you, you're not using this again until it passes our paid inspection in the future. (laughs) Cool. I love neoliberalism. The GM talks them out of it on the condition that someone will come in that same day to fix it, and it will not be used until thereafter. Then he yelled at us for turning on the second oven, which was not supposed to be turned on. Apparently, he knew the second oven was more broken than the first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I love the hierarchy of brokenness. <laughs> <laughs> we tell him to fuck off because not only did he not tell any one of us working that evening, but he also didn't think to leave a note saying something like, don't use, like he normally would do when something is inoperable, like... Would we need a new chain or something? It's, it's not inoperable. It's just deadly. It's operable. Yeah, it's just operable in a Sylvia Plath swims. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> operable <laughs> once. The oven itself yeah. is operable. It will just render the people operating it inoperable. <laughs> well, the label on the oven was confusing because it said "Do not touch Willie." <laughs> <laughs> Instructions are clear. Touched Willie. <laughs> yeah. I reported this whole situation to OSHA, how we were made to work despite the high level of CO and the fact there was no CO detector. The next day, I got a call from the local OSHA office saying, 
hey, yeah, we, we can't we, we can't really do anything about this because they didn't make you work. Well, this CO is, was past our limit. This is a recurring theme, right? The the only times when it's justified to call the cops or snitch on somebody are the exact same times. It's a circle. The exact same times when the cops will be like, "Yeah, we can't do anything. You can't can't do anything about that one." No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, apparently, it doesn't sound like you're being murdered right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh well, you know, if if they rob you again, uh, make sure to call us twenty minutes in advance. Um. Yeah, <laughs> but if you could give us actually a couple of days lead, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. And CO detectors are not required in restaurants. What? Which, which is fucking wild. What? Right? It. it yeah, I. I know. Right? Because I'm. I'm thinking like, okay, what? What? What's in our kitchen? Um. CO lots of machines. Stuff, lots of stuff on fire all the time. Mm. <laughs> So anyway, very cool, knowing that you can be in a closed building with commercial ovens, which are literally CO machines, and the company doesn't even have to shell out $10 for a detector. So basically, OSHA has no teeth when it comes to CO, which is something it could literally fix on its own without Congress's involvement. I am <clears> now working on a petition to tell them to add CO detectors to their list of required restaurant equipment as they do have a department designated to receive petitions from people outside the agency. I highly doubt it'll go anywhere, and if it does, it'll take longer than it should. But it still pisses me off to this day that closed spaces, burning tons of natural gas, are allowed to operate without a detector for this, once again, colorless and odorless gas. I mean, you know what my answer is at all times to anything. Wildcat strike. Yes. Well, you need to organize a lot of restaurants to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I hate working in the Russian naval bakery. <laughs> <laughs> Where safety is our primary concern. Uh, it, it is our primary concern because it is very bad. <laughs> we're very concerned we're fixing about it. it. We're fixing it. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Like what I'm saying is, it's likely you will die. <laughs> if you don't die, bonus. Plus, easy access to a swimming pool. <laughs> yes, the yeah, whole ocean right. is the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, another emotionally devastating episode, and find safety third. Find safety third. Yes, it's it's always mm. like I like getting in safety thirds from like fast food restaurants. Oh yeah, those that's are like the, the deadliest. Stuff that, that's like the stuff that Mike Rowe would say. Oh no, it's, that's completely safe, and you should be paid. It builds character. Seven twenty-five an hour to work there, and they're <laughs> like just absurdly dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the episode. The next episode will be on the Tacoma mm. Narrows Bridge disaster. Hell yeah, Milo! Yes. Thanks for coming on. That's right. Yes, Milo. Thanks oh, for coming on. It was good. Absolutely. Uh, you can you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Milo Edwards. I also have a new a new podcast called uh, Masters of Our Domain, where we very very loosely talk about Seinfeld, but mostly just do riff. Hell yeah! Um, Alice is going to be on it. That's soon, right. Nice. Ooh, Looking fun. forward to it. Mm. And of course, we have a Patreon. Five bucks a month. You can pay us. You get a bonus episode. I'm doing the next one. We're gonna yeah. probably try and have uh, Nate and Francis from Hell of Way to Die on. We're gonna do something Ooh. military themed. This is the first time mm. I've heard of it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me if I. Oh, 
fine. Yes, but we yes, that's the plan. I'm 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 can okay yeah maybe maybe I'm just having like huge gaps in my memory. <laughs> Once recently. again, I'm bringing a, Liam, bring Bro, him a yeah. carbon monoxide detector, please. I will. Good lord. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Also, the Patreon is two dollars a month, not five. Oh, whatever. We all have get, we all have carbon you, monoxide get, poisoning. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> thank mm. thank you for listening to well. There's your problem. The the only podcast produced in a carbon monoxide rich environment. <laughs> P- possibly the last episode that's we right. put out because we're all gonna pass out in like a <laughs> couple <of> days. <laughs> Just never wake up. <laughs> yeah. If we do, send Norwegians. Yeah, that's right. I was about to say, yeah. God, imagine you're fucking dying of carbon monoxide poisoning and you see fucking like Jürgen Jurgensen fucking like frying the hatch open. It's cool. Just know he's gonna be <laughs> going no he's gonna be smug at you about social democracy and you're just like, oh fuck off. A guy in full scuba gear entering your bakery and talking to you about his sovereign wealth fund. <laughs> <laughs> With his reindeer, also in mm. scuba gear. He's like, am I hallucinating this? Mm. You probably wouldn't need to be cost-cutting mm. on, the, uh, on the carbon monoxide detectors mm. if you owned 1% of all of the world's stocks and shares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying that. <laughs> Maybe invest the oil money next time, eh? <laughs> Norwegian-Canadian, this guy. Yeah, I was about going well, out for very, a deep part of you, bud. Very, they're very close together. <laughs> In, in, in a fashion, you know. Well, fuck yeah, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Minnesota is basically Canada, which is full of Norwegians. All right, end the podcast. Mm. All right, that's the end of the podcast. God damn it. God damn it. All right. We still got an hour and a half, baby. All right. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. We're, 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 we're finished podcasting. <laughs>